Hello, listeners. Dennis here. Like many other industries, the future leaders in automotive and mobility incubate on college campuses across the United States. These leaders will be the ones who understand that solving problems means applying first design principles. More about this in the episode. Today kicks off a new series for this year. This new series will feature Formula SAE students from a variety of colleges. SAE is the acronym for the Society of Automotive Engineers and not the fraternity Sigma Alpha Epsilon. Formula SAE is a student organization that breeds automotive engineers and puts their knowledge and skills to the test by having them design, manufacture, and make a business case out of their race vehicle. In June of 2020, the big annual competition occurs where Formula SAE organizations compete against one another to see who has the best race vehicle. This is like March Madness for automotive engineers. This year's competition will be held in Fontana, California at the Auto Club Speedway. Stay tuned to hear from San Diego State University's Formula SAE organization dubbed Aztec Racing. I had the pleasure to meet their club president, Danny Fan, and their chief engineer, Austin Huang, and we recorded this episode just prior to Christmas. Before we get to today's episode, Wisco Weekly is proudly supported by Comotion Miami. Comotion Miami brings together the brave new leaders of the urban mobility revolution. This event occurs from April 2nd and 3rd in the Wynwood District of Miami. We'll have listener discounts available to you. Check back in March when we should have those available. Now, let's get into the show. You are now tuned in to the Wisco Weekly Experience. Mabuhai, bienvenidos, vitaita, welcome and welcome to Wisco Weekly. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas from a non-practicing Catholic, by the way. Uh, anyhow, listeners, thanks for tuning into another episode of Wisco Weekly. I'm your host, Dennis Wisco. This is the podcast exploring the new business models for the mobility of people and goods. And we can't talk about new business models and what the future holds of the mobility revolution without analyzing and looking at what college campuses are doing to produce the particular engineers who will make stuff for us. And there's so many changes already going on, either if it is the war on the combustion engine, if it's the more mass adoption of electric vehicles, if it's connected vehicles and and vehicles connected to infrastructure. There are so many things going on, but it all comes back to the engineer. And that's why I'm thrilled, absolutely thrilled to kick off a series here where we will be introducing to you 
Formula SAE members, and I'm here on the campus of San Diego State University, and I will be featuring two members of the Aztec Racing Team. Our first guest is Danny Fan. Danny is a student who is pursuing a mechanical engineering degree. She's a fifth year senior, and she serves as the president of Aztec Racing. Also with us is Austin Huang. Austin Huang. Austin Huang is the chief engineer for Aztec Racing. He is studying computer engineering at San Diego State University, and he anticipates, and that's that's optimism there, <laughs> and he anticipates graduating in the spring of 2020. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's please welcome to the show Mr. Austin Huang and Mrs. Danny Fan. Hello, everyone. Hi. So, very awkward, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Uh, so we we are in your workshop studio. What is this? Where where are we located here? Uh, I would consider it a workshop. Uh, it's really more not just a workshop. It's it's definitely become a hangout spot. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of team members come here just to hang out. Obviously, we come here, we study, we work on the car, and we hang out. We watch. You know races on the weekends uh and it's just become kind of a frat house if you will without uh you know any of those implications I, i'll just leave it at that <laughs> that's kind of funny if if it is a what would be the equivalent of a frat house for automotive engineers uh well it would really driving sims everywhere yeah I think that would make it a frat house wait let's say that again a driving simulation a driving simulation yeah. we have one of those in our in the other room over there it's basically one of our old chassis with the back end whapped off and we have a little driving sim with computer screens all around it well this to me i'm, I'm super super interested on what you guys are doing and, and the things that you guys are working on i think first off let's start with you danny you are the president of Aztec Racing, of Formula SAE at San Diego State University. In talking with other colleges, do you know that at least in Southern California, you are the only female that is leading a Formula SAE team? I am not the only one. Who, who's the other one? So I don't know about currently, but actually, no, I do. UCSD's Triton Racing has a female president as well. Okay. Um, I won't name her for this podcast, but okay. they do have one. And in previous years, we also have female leaders on our team. They've all graduated since, mm -hmm. but I know I'm not the only one. I think it's not so much about gender. It's about people's abilities to take on a position, not just for president, but for chief engineer, for any of our subsystem leads to be a member, anything really. You know, let me let me turn this here to you, Austin. <laughs> right. Obviously, she's Miss she is Miss Presidente. Mm -hmm. uh, why was she chosen as president? So she was chosen as president. I can't speak for everyone, uh, but obviously, we like to be democratic here at Aztec Racing. Obviously, since she's president, it implies democracy, right? Um, mm. I, I personally elected her as as president because she has shown uh, high leadership qualities uh, in the past. Previously, with our uh, other president, um, even though it wasn't an assigned role for her, she helped them out with uh, a lot of the paperwork, a lot of the uh, organization required to take us to competition. Uh, and and 
not to speak poorly on him because that, that's more of a matter of he was one of the only people that knew how to weld. Uh, so he a lot of his time was spent um, welding the chassis and welding various other parts for the car. So uh, his time spent on organizing the team, getting places was not really there because of, like I said, the uh, the, the welding and, and fixtures he had to make. Uh, so Dan, Danny was able to step up to do all of that. And we were able to see that, or at least I was able to see that, and which is why I was in favor of electing her as president for this year. And, and Danny, why why do you think uh, you were chosen as president? Um, I started on team as a member with just trying to look for things to do. And then they gave me the opportunity to take on a subsystem after the system leads had graduated that year. And, and, and what was the subsystem? The subsystem was for um, composite materials. So carbon fiber, fiberglass, Kevlar, everything you see on the car, we typically manufacture in-house. And I didn't know anything about composites, to be completely honest. And then when they gave me that position, I went on to take on different classes to learn about how to manufacture. I'm actually currently taking a class right now to learn about strain and stress analysis for composite parts. So even though I'm not that lead anymore, I didn't expect that role. I just wanted to learn about the project and about that system because I was a part of it. And because of that, I was able to take on my own little projects and lead a smaller group of people before they offered that. I think other people, like Austin said, noticed that I would um, help out our previous president with more documentation and such. Most of it was, I need to make sure that we get to competition and if we're behind on deadlines, then we wouldn't. Mm -hmm. So it was more of just trying to get the team to where they needed to be. And that was pretty much the entire incentive and I guess that's what people are looking for. <laughs> I guess I can ask you that, Austin. Is that what you're looking for on a president? I mean, yeah, basically someone who's who's organized and who can bring that level of organization and uh, you know pretty much everything else that you mentioned. Because what 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 good is a president if they can't do anything that you just described, right? So yeah. now is that uh, I mean the organization too. I, I don't want to play too much of the gender card here, but to sure. me it does seem as if women tend to be more organized than men. I mean, look, uh, like that's my personal bias in all of this. I um, certainly know that my wife is a, she's a stickler, mm -hmm. right, in our home. And there's the only reason why our home as is, is as clean and as particular as it is, is because she is very, very well organized. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't think a lot of it has to do with gender. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure it has a little bit to play into it because I, I do notice that a lot of our, you know, male, system leads are relatively unorganized uh, and, that, and that's that's kind of where where I as a chief engineer have to come in and and say you know what's up right right but you gotta uh, check them a little yeah, bit I, I don't think I don't think a lot of it has to do with gender per se as any said previously a lot of our leadership as far as presidents go actually have been female um, hmm. some years we do we have had male presidents and, and they've exhibited you know similar types of organization Danny you remember Adam Yes. Right. Yeah. So, so Adam was a previous uh, president, I believe, three years ago. Three, yeah. Including this year. Uh, four years yeah. Ago. Four, four years ago, Adam. Uh, you know, he's he's one of those kids where he's really smart. You know, dean's list and all that, mm -hmm. all that good stuff. And uh, he never really talked about it. 
because he didn't really see a need to. But he was one of the most organized people I've I've met. He's like you said, a stickler for uh, organization in the same way that that your wife would be. Yeah. Are Are you guys familiar with the? Um, have you? And again, I don't. This this conversation was not planned. Actually, I didn't want to go down this route, but it's kind of interesting. Actually, are you? Have you heard of the gender paradox thesis? From Wikipedia, the gender equality paradox suggests that countries with a higher level of gender equality tend to have less gender balance in fields such as science, technology, engineering, and mathematics than less equal countries. What would be your assessment of the Aztec racing? Does, do you see that playing out here as well, where you, you do have more men that are interested in the, in the things like- I would say women are as equally interested mm. in the things as well. And, and I would actually say the opposite for men is that they're, they're, a lot of the people here are, or a lot of the, the males here are more interested in uh, building relationships with other team members. Hmm. Uh, I, I think it really, obviously we're all here to build a race car, right? But I think it's not just we're here to build a race car. I, I've noticed a lot of the times, you know, in, in a setting where everyone's always together at long periods of times, uh, obviously disagreement will appear and sparks will start flying, right? And so, so there have been times where a lot of our, our male system leads have argued with each other. Um, and it's not like, really simple arguments it's more it's pretty heated arguments and at the end of the day you know everyone ends up apologizing to each other uh, because i think it's just because they want to build that relationship with with other people right they want to make sure that everyone's cool with each other we're all friends here uh and i think if it was more of a gravitating towards things mm -hmm. uh mindset i don't think we'd see a lot of that apologizing I think it would be more of like a sweep under the rug and, and ignore it kind of thing. But I, I do see a lot of uh, making amends here. Well, tell me a little bit about what's going on with the team now. I mean, you're you're kind of halfway into the school year. The uh, Formula SE Championship comes about in June. June. June yeah. And uh, so, so tell me the status of where you guys are at right now with your Formula SAE car. And then maybe we'll also talk about the Baja car and, and actually the electric car as well. We One of the biggest things was the design, depending on our funding. And we had just gotten a confirmation about three weeks ago or so that our school would be funding us through a system called SSF or Student Success Fee. And that comes directly out of our tuition. SSF is about $400 of your tuition out of the 4000 or sorry, 8,000 for the semester. year. Year or for semester? Year, for okay. the year. Okay. 400 a year. 90% uh, of that goes to faculty tenure making classrooms. And then 10% of that goes to the student organizations. Um, in that 10%, it's about $1.7 million. Annually? Yeah, so. Annually. Yeah. And each student organization would create a proposal, send it in, and it goes through a multi-stage evaluation. To give you a frame of reference, I believe something like 300 proposals get sent in and maybe half of them get accepted. But rabbiting back to how that affects our team is, it's a five-figure number that we um, ask for, and that makes huge changes in what kind of designs we're able to go through with or not. Mm -hmm. Danny, if it's okay, I'd like to expand Absolutely. on that. Um, in the 2018 build year, we, we requested a very similar amount to what we requested this year, and we were denied that. 
so we had very little money to to work off of. Um, so most of the money we were able to use was fundraised through uh, things like uh, working autocrosses, um, you know, picking up cones for people that didn't want to, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, for for a small fee, and uh, mostly through sites like GoFundMe and and uh, third party sponsorships. Um, they would provide us heavily discounted services, heavily discounted parts, or uh, you know, financial grants, and of course, uh, parents and and family members and friends who uh, would like to see success. And so, the we did get a substantial amount of money through this fundraising, but it's nowhere near the same amount that we would get through student success fee. Uh, so the the car we built in 2019, the car you see out there today, mm-hmm. that car was built on those limited funds, and and a lot of what that car is reflects a lot of what. 2018's car was. Obviously, we we had to remanufacture a few things here and there. We had to fix uh, some of the shortcomings of the 2018 car, but for the most part, it's a relatively very similar car. Uh, whereas this year, we requested funding. We got funding, so uh, we are we're able to be. I don't want to say radical, but we're able to have a little bit more creative freedom with with how we design things. Just because we know we have a little bit more money to spend. Uh, we're able to to support that. Obviously, we're not going to spend it all on ridiculous things, right? Our our designs are still very, very reflective of being frugal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just know that we have a very good buffer uh, to handle that. So we're a little bit more creative. Give me the sense of if we are comparing dollars to success of the project. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at 2018, and the dollars that you had that you worked off of to invest in developing your, your car and the end result. I mean, obviously there you haven't had the end result this year, mm-hmm. but give me an idea of what that looked like in 2018 sure, yeah. and what do you expect in so, 2019, 2020? So it's actually kind of funny you mentioned that because in the, the 2017, 2018 build year that we also got student success fee for that car, but we actually did a lot worse than we did in the 2018, 2019 season. Uh, which was the year that we didn't get funding. So it, it, I think it would be inaccurate. It's, 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 it's because it made you hungry. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it would be inaccurate to say that, uh, you know, dollars directly correlate to, to success. I uh-huh. think a lot of what made us successful in the 18-19 season versus the 17-18 season was that, that hunger that you're talking about, right? The, the drive for success. We saw the failure and we didn't want that to happen again. So a, a lot of the success is based on student involvement and what the students want to see out of the program rather than uh, having dollar amount, right? Because if you give a monkey a million dollars, what are they gonna do with it, right? But if you give if you give a, you know, our team like a thousand dollars, we'll be able to do something with it, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of the, the philosophy that we're working with here. So we haven't actually talked about how our, comp- our competition works. Um, there's the design aspect the dynamic events aspect that everyone kind of knows about. And then there's also the business presentation. Um, our success, it is kind of interesting. If we do better in the dynamic events where we're racing in the skid pad acceleration, autocross and endurance, but we, we won't do as well in the design or it will flip where we'll do very well mm-hmm. in design or it won't, we won't do as well in the dynamic events. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's not something that's synonymous. That just, that's just a very, interesting thing to notice about our specific team yeah it just it just happens to be a function of uh 
randomness. So, <laughs> really. so, so wait, there's there's three there's three areas: dynamic design and business presentation. Yes. So the dynamic is is more of the performance and the testing. Exactly. Right. The design is more of the aesthetics and uh, also the, the internal. Not the validation for yeah, it's it's how how well you engineered the car, right? Because um, we we can take a look at a lot of those grassroots racing guys, and not not to knock on them because I'm sure they're they're great guys, and I've met a lot of them, and they're great guys, but they don't have an engineering background, and somehow they can still build a race car in their backyard. If they were to bring that to the design event they would score really poorly yeah. because there there isn't any engineering behind it. So what really in the design event, what they're looking for is, have you engineered this properly? Uh, have you have you gone through- First principle yeah, analysis. Yeah, the, the first principle analysis. Have you, uh, you know, considered all of this? What is first principle analysis? Aristotle defined first principle thinking as the first basis from which a thing is known. In other words, think like a scientist and a scientist doesn't assume anything. Uh, literally just, is this going to withstand the forces that it will see? It's okay. the um, <laughs> formula that you probably see all the time, things like force equals mass times acceleration. Mm -hmm. Going back to your roots mm -hmm. and then showing that you understand right. how the forces act on the yeah. car or just other... Yeah, like, small stuff like that, really. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So dynamic and design and the business presentation. Talk to me about the business presentation elements. Our business presentation, it goes into the cost of the car. Um, they, we do get audited, so they'll look and analyze what we turn into them. And I think last year I was there with them and they called us out for not putting in. We forgot to multiply one of the bolts by five. So they'll go into detail like that. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't there for their business presentation. I don't really know what they talk about. Uh, so the, the idea is the same with us, is the, at least the business aspect is. Mm -hmm. is uh, I don't remember specifically how many units, but I'm just gonna say, let's say you know, for 100 units, how much will it cost to make 100 units? Uh, you know, what kind of profit do you expect to turn? How much are you gonna sell it for? Why are you selling it for that much? Uh, and that really boils back down to, to what Danny said um, with the cost event, right? Because if we miss, the bolts by a multiple of five. It, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't affect much, right. but- It's just the thoroughness of exactly, the accuracy. Exactly, yeah. So you, you can say that, and then if you're off by $5, that's $5 you're cheating out of the consumer, or that's $5 you're cheating out of yourself. Obviously, we're not making these vehicles for production, sure, right. but, that, but that's the idea behind the It gives the, the students a chance to show that they can come up with a business plan. Have, have there been any of the successes of you know previous students that have gone through Aztec racing that because of their understanding of the dynamic, the the design and the business presentation that they've gone on to do great things? Yeah, I say so. yeah, definitely. I think of a lot of the alumni that have graduated, um, you know, they haven't necessarily gone into the automotive engineering business. Uh, Leo did. Yes, Leo did. And I was, I was gonna talk about Leo a little bit. Um, Tell me about Leo. Yeah, Leo was our chief engineer back in 2014, 15, I want to say. And he, you know, he started out community college, got his associate's degree, transferred here, got his ME degree. You know, he knows a lot about machining, and he ended up getting a job uh, at Ford in in Dearborn, mm -hmm. uh, Michigan, as a race engineer. So he would travel uh, the United States and occasionally internationally, I believe, um, following the Ford GT40 uh, racing IMSA race car, uh, and he would be the the race support engineer. So. You know, he'd, he'd always be traveling, doing actual race car stuff. And now, so Leo is one of, I don't know what what the percentage would be, mm -hmm. but Leo is one of 
X amount of students mm-hmm. who actually move on to work in the automotive field. Mm-hmm. That doesn't often happen. And Danny, and maybe you could even attest to this, because as you mentioned to me earlier, your career doesn't necessarily have automotive in its name. So I'm getting into an interesting career path. Um, I finally figured out what I wanted to do after so long. Um, I guess I can go back to my roots. I decided to become an engineer back in middle school when they offered a rotation class where you were able to test arts, computer, and engineering classes, and then followed up through that through high school. I was fortunate enough to go to high schools that had these programs. And then I came here, I joined the project, and then I realized that I want to go into the industry for engineering just as a whole, but I actually want to go back and teach children um, so that they can become interested in STEM. So all the classes that I went back and took I want to be the teacher for those classes, um, teach kids how to, I, ideally I go into the industry by um, working at a toy company, like toy companies like Fisher Technic, Vex, um, think of Legos that have moving parts, mm-hmm. motors and sensors and such. So that's what I'm currently applying for. I mean, I, I presume you would be in the minority of members within F- Formula SAE who decide that after college that you you don't want to specifically get into automotive engineering or is, would that be the majority? Um, I would actually, I do think that. There are a few people who looked into the industry, but I know people who want to go into biotech. Um, Austin, I'm actually not too yeah, sure what you want to I'd, get into. I'd, I'd like to actually expand on that. I think a lot of, it's actually kind of funny. A lot of the the people on this team want to go into more aerospace and defense. Interesting. <laughs> um, I, think, I think it's mostly, by virtue of San Diego, right? San Diego is a really big defense tech company. Mm-hmm. But uh, at least with Alan, you met him earlier. Mm-hmm. He's definitely wanting to do aeronautics, and he's doing this because he's also interested in cars. I would like to. I would say that a lot of a lot of uh, the people here actually aren't incredibly interested in automotive engineering as as a discipline, but rather project engineering as a as a whole, right? And so, me personally, I do want to get into the automotive engineering business, right? I, I do want to be a part of making production vehicles and or race cars, you know, that'd be cool too. But <laughs> I think realistically production vehicles are a little bit more uh, stable. Do you guys follow a lot of the, the the social issues that affect the automotive and transportation space? So for instance, climate change is always one of those topics that is associated with the automotive space mm-hmm. in that depending on what stat you want to read, there's upwards of 40% of all of, of, of emissions in specifically mm-hmm. Southern California are due to automotive. Do you guys tend to follow that stuff in Formula SAE? Not in Formula SAE. I think just individuals in the team, on the team, would look into it themselves. Yeah. I, and, I, and does that manifest itself in any way in terms of the design or the dynamic? Um, absolutely not. No. <laughs> okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> I like how you guys are actually like almost like entertaining and laughing about this because if, if anything, I think it gives like, look, I, I'm in a totally different kind of like spectrum of, sure, of people yeah. and audiences where like that is a, sh- you know, that is a shtick. I mean, people have planted their flag in the ground and it's like, look, you're either with us or you're against yeah. us. 
And it's actually nice to know that the future of automotive engineers, like you guys don't, it's, it, I'm sure, again, like as you said, there's people that think about that stuff, but it's not like you guys are like, hey, all right, here's, yeah. a, here's a line in the sand. If you are, if that's how you want to build your car, then stay over there and we'll call you when you're ready. Mm -hmm. The rest of us are <laughs> going to be enjoying what we should be doing, and that is building a racing car. Right, so I, I, think, I think a lot of it really has to do with that uh, emissions aren't, a required design specification for the oh, competition, right? So oh. it, it, we aren't concerned with that. And so I think a lot of it just has to do with, we want to design the car for the competition, meaning we don't care how much it emits, we just want to win. Which, you know, for anyone listening, oh, that, that is environmental, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but well, how would you test it? I guess put, put it in smog and see right, what happens. Right, exactly, yeah. That, it, if, it, if it does end up being a, a design consideration, right? Sure, then of course sure. we have to design for sure. it. And of course we'd have people on it. But at the end of the day, if it is something we're required to do, then we will do it. But if we're not, then we won't. And I honestly think that's how a lot of these companies view it as well. Um, yeah, it's something they're required to do, totally so they agree. do have totally to do agree. it. Totally but that agree. With being you. said, though, we're not environmentally <laughs> insensitive. We're not oh, just going around not. pouring yeah, gasoline <laughs> everywhere. You know, what do you mean? I, I thought that's what's in my cup right now. <laughs> I thought that's what you're serving me here. You know, we we if we spill oil, we clean it up immediately. With cat litter. Yeah, of if, if we spill gasoline, we clean it up immediately. Right? We don't. If you've seen all the cat litter outside, that was us peeing some oil of sorts. Yeah, oil coolant mixture and. You know, obviously we're not gonna pour old oil, old coolant all over the plants or anything like that. Of course not, right? Cause that's mm -hmm. just, that's insane. <laughs> but, you know, speaking strictly about emissions that if, since it's not design specification, we just don't design for it. There are, there are three tenants to what I am seeing with regards to what the future of transportation and the future of automotive, the future mobility looks like. And they all center around connectivity, Electri electrification and autonomy. I don't get a sense that, I guess, unless it's the electric formula car, are, are those three tenants touched upon, not like specifically, let's say, within Aztec Racing, mm -hmm. but in your general education? So I'd actually like to, to touch upon that. The Formula Student Germany competition actually just recently put out an announcement that A, they're scrubbing their combustion vehicle competition completely. All teams have to be electric by 21, 2021. There's also an autonomous aspect to it in that uh, I believe it's acceleration and skid pad, uh, you know, straight line speed and uh, cornering speed have to be autonomous. So if you don't have autonomy in your car, you can't compete in those and that's like 200 points lost. And as far as connectivity goes, I don't think they have anything for connectivity yet, but that's just an example of those three tenants being observed. As far as here, in Formula SE, I don't think those are being observed quite yet, just because, like I said, it's more of a project engineering experience rather than an automotive engineering experience. But then again, as, as far as curriculum goes, as you were asking, I, in computer engineering at least, I see a lot more with connectivity. I actually just got out of a class talking about, you know, the rolling out of 5G and, and uh, how that, what that spells for us in terms of being in a connected age, right? If, if people do want to get involved, how, how can people get in touch with you guys? Well, we have our email, which is sdsufsae at gmail.com. A lot of letters there. Yeah. Listeners, yes. I'll put uh, that, yeah. that email link on the episode page. <laughs> it's an acronym for our school name and FSAE. And can people follow you two individually? 
How can people I, get in touch with I you? I don't have anything. Uh, it would it would be through my LinkedIn. Well, would be the best oh, way to, yeah, to right. contact LinkedIn me. Yeah, I was gonna say, Danny, few... you, okay. <laughs> oh, Danny, I'm, I'm holding your, yeah, I'm holding your LinkedIn yeah, profile here. I was forced my hand in that one because <laughs> um, we we're fortunate. We have someone who works here at SDSU who helps. Her sole job is to help students get jobs. Okay. And when I went down there, she said. Two of the most important things to have for your resume or for applying for jobs is your resume and then your LinkedIn page. And I didn't have one, so <laughs> I had to make one. <laughs> and then when I did, I didn't really think of it seriously. So I used a picture of my dog and just <laughs> I didn't think anything yeah, of it. Yeah, that's not gonna help your your, your <laughs> professional development. So I, I've switched it since um, I think you you've seen it, so you know what it looks like now, yep. <laughs> but that's through the help of our, um, I don't know what her title is, but her name's Bianca Portal and she helps a lot of students here. I, I think her official title is uh, internship director. Well, Danny Austin, thank you very much for being on the show and thank you for sharing your life yeah. uh, in Formula SE in San Diego State University. To me, this is actually very important for not only just my listeners, but for, well, listeners in general to understand what's going on at college campuses specifically with formula sae because i do believe that even if you don't pursue automotive engineering you still go into something related to engineering as you said you want to promote stem to elementary school kids so that they can perhaps participate in formula sae when they go to college i think this is very important and even even back in the day uh, when i was in college and I was working in an athletic department, part of the joy that I found in my job was knowing that I was raising money for student athletes or I was doing work for student athletes. When I started working more in the automotive field, I, in order to find that same kind of purpose, I always thought that even though I'm working at a digital marketing company or, or, a, or a dealership, I was doing it specifically for the automotive, automotive engineers because whether they were, if they were in Dearborn, Michigan, or if they were in Ingolstadt, Germany, they were building some cool stuff that I know I was a fan of. And the least I could do was to do my part, raise money, sell cars, do whatever I can so that they could build some cool stuff. So again, thank you guys for, for all the work no, you're doing. You and I appreciate yeah, coming thanks out. for having us. I appreciate it. Anyhow, listeners, as we end every episode, cheers, prost, lachaim, kipis, nastravi, salud, kampai, mabruk, tutsins, gambe, yamas, nastrovie, vo? Question mark. <laughs> yeah. Vo, question mark, to the customer experience. <laughs>